everybody to the Let It Fly podcast. Today, with me like always, Travis Reed. Hey. It's been a while, man. Yeah, um, kind of just kept having things pop up or... Took a little hiatus, you know, yeah. after football season we kind of decompressed and jumped in a lake and did some things. Yeah, um, finally paid off the the bowl season bet um, <laughs> and jumped in. And it was if you if you if you're listening and you haven't seen it, you check out our Twitter. It's it's posted on the Twitter. Travis Travis did pay off that bet. It was pretty cold. It was about forty five degree <laughs> water. Yep. Yep. Um, not great. So <laughs> so, but uh, so since we've been gone, it's been a couple weeks. Finally, over the last couple days, we've gotten some finally some ground in baseball. Like. Spring training's One here. One <laughs> Spring training's here, which is always exciting. You know, every every team, I guess, goes into it with some hope. Uh, the first spring training games, I think, are this weekend. Um, I know the Cardinals' first spring training games this weekend. Um, but uh, fi- finally, something happened. Machado got Machado got his three hundred million. He got his contract, ten years, three hundred million from the Padres. Just looking at it right now, how do you feel about it? Um, I think that's about right. I think that's people keep talking about how the market is so down on these free agents, but I think it's safe um, to say it's not. I mean, that's what he was wanting, and he got it. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, it may be down for some of these, you know, mid-tier free agents and things like that. But I mean, teams are just getting smarter. Yeah. And when you can pay a you know, somebody on a rookie salary to get a lot of the same production that you can a guy that you have to pay millions of dollars, and it gives you more flexibility, you know, for the trade deadline and stuff like that. So if you are doing well, you can go out and, you know, get bullpen help or get whatever you need. Um, but, yeah, the, at the top, the guys are still going to get paid. Machado got 300 mil. Bryce is going to get more than that. Um, How much I more do you so. think he gets? Well, he'll, he'll want to beat um, – well, I should say Boris will want to beat – Stan's deal and his was 325. So I think he'll be somewhere in the 340 to 350 range. I was thinking more like 330, but yeah, it I could can be see that. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be like, it might be like 330, and then if you hit all your incentives, it gets right. you up to like 350 or something. Right. Um, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be up there around that number. Um, so let's, this has been a big topic, and so we'll, we'll let's touch on it. For the Padres, what's your? I mean, we know that Manny got his, but yeah. do you see it as a good fit? Do you see it like? Do you see the Padres? Why the Padres? Because they just kind of came out of nowhere, if you would. Yeah, um, it definitely started out. Everyone thought it was going to be like Phillies, Yankees, White Sox were kind of the dark horse that people were scared of, not so much. And then kind of the Padres came in, like you said, late. Maybe they were the mystery team that everybody was talking about yeah. early on. Um, I like it for them. Um, there's kind of this. They won't be good this year, um, but there's there's kind of a a plan. They have a, the best farm system in the league. Yep. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, should be up soon, and he's the number two prospect. He'll be uh, a, he'll be up this year, and he'll be up this year. They'll probably just hold him back to keep him from getting to Super Two status, mm-hmm. and then. Um, but yeah, they have a bunch of young players coming up, uh, and they've shown they're willing to spend some money. And once you get this first one, uh, I actually tweeted yesterday they'd be in such better shape if they just didn't have Hosmer. I know because that, that's just a 
it's a terrible contract. Yeah, it's, it, it's horrible. it hurts him. Yeah, because yeah. um, you'd have that much money to spend on anybody but Hosmer. Uh, but yeah, I think if you look at the West, I think Arizona's going to go into their rebuild this year. Mm-hmm. Colorado is kind of at a crossroads. They're, I mean, Arenado's going to be a free agent next year, and he's going to want. Basically, yeah, he's like gonna want a $300 million dollar deal too. Um, and do the Rockies pay that, or do they just let him walk and then they kind of not a total rebuild, but I mean, if you lose Arenado and um, kind of that Blackman, Arenado, Gonzalez core is all aging out or leaving, right. they're kind of going to have to be a rebuild. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they have a chance to kind of so not take over the division but you know compete for that title in the next 2 3 4 years. So the so because of because of this all you know the way this kind of went down I see it as a great thing for San Diego. It energizes a fan base that they haven't been good for what, 13 years. I mean they haven't really been good. I mean I know that they've had well they've only had one winning season since what 06 maybe. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. They were good, like the early 2000s. They kept winning the West. Yeah. But then they'd get knocked out in the first round of right. the playoffs every year. But And so I, I like that. I, I do like, and I like I like the deal for, because Manny has a, he has an opt-out after his fifth year, which is, that's going to be what, his 30, no, his 29-year-old season? Fifth, um, I think he's, isn't Machado... I thought he was twenty. Is he twenty six? Okay, so it's after after he's his thirty one. After his thirty one, I think he'll probably play the whole thing out. Um, we'll kind of see how the market goes, but um, it's not a terrible deal for either side, though. No, it, it seems fair. I like I like the deal. Machado was a top five player. He's young, and you paid him thirty million over ten years. Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah. It's not the Miggy deal or the Pools deal where as soon as they signed it, you're like, oh, they're going to hate that at the mm-hmm. back end. Um, I mean, there's a possibility that that happens, but nobody right now I don't think says, well, that 8th, ninth, and 10th year are just going to be lost. Whereas on some of those other deals, you're like, those are probably going to be some bad years. So do you see Bryce, do you see Harper signing relatively quickly now? Do you I, think that I, deal I comes down quicker? I think he signs this week, yeah. yeah. I would say by the end of the week, he, he's... He's with Philly. That would be my guess. I mean, that's kind of the consensus on this whole thing, but... The Giants are kind of the The Giants sneaky. are there, and, you know, as jaded as they seem to have felt, I wouldn't be surprised to see the White Sox throw some money at him. Yeah, you I know, mean, they, if they have $300 million for Machado... You, they, they said that their deal was for... better... I mean, and we don't. It's know, easy to say that, yeah. But they said that their package that they put together was better for for Machado than the Padres, and Machado chose the Padres instead. I mean, Southern California is not terrible either. Yeah, San Diego is pretty awesome place. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome. But I okay. So you're saying in the three fifty range, probably for Harper, um, and I, I could see it being that thirty five mil a year, but. I, I was thinking more along the 330 range, but whatever. I just way. think the reason it did take a while um, is because neither agent or player wanted to blink first because you want to be the second guy. Because now that Machado is signed, all the guys that were kind of in on Machado, there's only one big guy left. So don't right. you have to kind of up your offer, up, up your offer a little bit, easy yeah. for me to say. Um, 
like especially Philly, who has seemed to be like, we want to spend a shitload of money this right. off season. Like that's the only goal that I've heard is like <laughs> we want to spend so much money. We want Kimbrel. We want Keuchel. We want yeah. Bryce. We want Machado. We'll spend on anything. And then if they don't get any of them, um, yeah, I, I just think they're going to be kind of like shoving all their chips in and saying, okay, let's go. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so baseball-wise, is there anything else that you want to add to this whole thing? Like, where do you see where do you see the year shaping up? Like, anything like that? Uh, I haven't done, like, my projections or anything. I've just had some initial conversations on, you know, over-unders. You know, we did season win totals. Yep. Um, just looking at some futures to see if there's anything. It's I haven't really seen anything that jumps out. Um, I'll probably wait until you know some teams get off to a bad start and see if their you know lines get better. Right. That happens a lot, like ridiculously early, like right. two or three weeks into a season, a team will get off to just a slow start, and you'll see their odds go way down. And it just if it happens in the middle of the season, it's just kind of a blip on the radar, but when that's all you have, you're like, oh, this team's not good anymore, and you can just get some pretty good value that way. Um, I know some people jumped on the Padres, um, you know, as soon as the news broke, good for them, like 100 to 1, 90 to 1. I still don't see it. No, um, they're I just, don't either. So, they're, um, they're just, they're, they're not quite there yet, but... They don't have any pitching. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, the one thing that I'll add to this at the end here, and it's just, just something to think about, do you think that maybe those bigger teams aren't going after, outside of Philly, aren't going after Harper because uh, a little guy named Mike Trout is going to be a free agent um, pretty soon. So. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Yankees just signed Stanton, mm-hmm. so they can't. I mean, they don't really have a need. The Red Sox don't have a need. Um, but Mike Trout is the guy. No, no, no. That... I'm saying this year. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's and especially like you said, then you compound that. It's like, well, in a couple years, we can just go after Trout anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it just kind of. I'm sure both guys are kind of upset that the Yankees and Red Sox were in such good positions that they didn't really have to go out and spend a ton of money. Right. Um, whereas... I mean, going into this whole thing, there was a lot of people talking like Harper might command almost $400 million, And I don't think there's any way he gets there. No, I don't think so now. But I, I, was, I thought that was possible. Like, yeah. But, but, I mean... Midsummer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just see the last one, 325. Because Harper's super young. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was even talk. Some people were like, "Well, you might just take like a two-year, like eighty million dollar deal and just try it again." Yeah, I, I don't which know. Is, which you... isn't a terrible decision in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and I would take him on my team for two years. Yeah, because were... pay it, pay just write a blank check and have him, you know, play the outfield yeah. for you for two years. Yeah, I, I would take that. All right, so let's uh, let's transition into something that's new but great. Uh, the AAF. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about some football. Football's back, baby. <laughs> it's back. It's better than the NFL <laughs> by far. Um, no, it has done some interesting things. I've watched every single game, which I know I'm probably in the minority. Do you have any other friends that you know have watched even one game? No. Okay. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm that guy. Um, yeah, they do have some. I do like the rules better, especially around quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are getting hit um, hard in some cases, and they're just like, yeah, don't 
don't stand there. Don't stand there with the football and <laughs> yeah. get your head taken off. And there's a lot of people that really like that. And uh, I do see some, they're like, well, how can you be so, like, concussion, blah, 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 like, and then you also like these hits. Well, we didn't like the fact that the NFL knew about concussions and didn't tell the players. Right, if the exactly. players know that there's a risk, okay, now you know. Now do you still want to play? Okay, you do. All right, cool. Now take his head off. That's right. what we wanted to see. Um, so, yeah, those rules, there's things like um, where they let you hear the uh, the reviews. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think the NFL, actually, I think every league should kind of get into that i do too that just That's, be totally transparent here's yep. what we're seeing you know and I, then and then if there's a mistake at least you know where, where the mistake happened yeah you're like okay well i see what they said i don't agree with it but i at least see where they were coming from right whereas instead we're just we don't we go to a bud light commercial yeah. and we come back like the call stands we're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I didn't stand. yeah yeah no i get it yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it would I, definitely help with, with some transparency. Um, as far as the actual games, um, quarterback play, uh, there's some pretty bad ones. Um, honestly, the biggest gap is probably like offensive line play. Right. Uh, I did not expect that. Like it's, they have trouble. It's like the defense can just get after quarterbacks and get after running backs pretty quickly. It's hard for the offense to, um, you know, get wide open or. You know, and some of that's probably the players. Maybe some of that's the coaches only had like a month to kind of scrap right, together an offense. Right. Maybe it'll be better in year two, year three. Uh, that's something I was definitely wrong on. I, I thought the overs were going to be in play the first week. They went one and three. Uh, I jumped off of that, of course. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, it's entertaining. Um, they, it's football. It's Yeah. yeah and, and America loves football. Yeah. And so – if football's on TV, people are going to watch it. And I think it could grow into, you know, a sort of minor league type thing. Yeah. Um, to get a lot of these guys reps. Because there's no other place to get reps, really. Right. Like, how else? Okay, like, say you get cut from a football team. How, how do you go play football anywhere to get better? You don't. You can't. All you can do is work out. Yeah, you, but you can't actually get, like, reps on the field. Right. This is kind of a, a, a way to do that. So, I hope it survives. It sounds like it is. Uh, well, of course, the, XFL is coming next year. You can't have two leagues competing, so I'll, it'll be interesting to see XFL how that will be, it's wrestling. I mean, it's purely going to be entertainment. Like yeah. the football product. And I think that, I think that that, I think they're okay with it because they learned their lesson the first time. I would think, at least in part, that, hey, we tried to compete with the NFL and give the world a different football and say it was better. Everybody knows the NFL is going to be king. Yeah. Okay. Let's try to get a piece if we can. And our piece is going to be strictly uh, like the AAF. If you know the way they've kind of branded it, the, the type of football they're playing is more of a NFL style, if you would minor rules, tweaks, that kind of thing. But the XFL, I mean, it was completely, at least what we saw the first time around, it was just an entertainment product. But they didn't market it like that. They marketed it as, we're going to be better than the NFL. And then people watched a, a game that was, you know, six to nothing, and there was like 12 fumbles. And it's like, well, that's not better. This is not better. Yeah. So It'll be interesting, though, because, um, you know, when you're competing for eyeballs with two different leagues, you know, outside the NFL, I, I think that's going to be, I think... One of them will fold. Now, what is... Okay. 
if if you think that, but they're they're different. I I don't think necessarily that they'll both fold. Now the no, question I didn't say both fold I or no that one of them will fold. I think that you're gonna get just like what I said. You're gonna get a, a kind of a, a wrestling type thing where games are gonna be a little bit more scripted in a way, and you know it's I, I that's the way I kind of see the XFL going. And then this one, like you said, is gonna be more of a let's try to get the second tier players better to where hey. You know, they could make it in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think the XFL will kind of die again. I, it probably I don't, I don't think will. it worked the first time. I don't think it'll work well this time either. It's just... I saw where... Um, People don't somebody, want entertainment. They want the football. Yeah, somebody really liked the the AF enough to um, yeah. become the chairman and, you know, He's the, put 200... Uh, I think it's the Hurricanes owner. Yeah. Um, 250 million. Yep, became the chairman. Really liked it. So I mean, it's it's obviously got some it's got some staying power if they continue to run it right. The the one thing that I really another thing I really like about it is I feel like they've got NFL people in place, guys that have played the game, coached the game, done the GM. You know, they've got guys in place throughout the league to help stabilize it. Yeah, and that was something that you know like. The XFL didn't have. They didn't have, you know, they had. They had all the WWF guys, or right. WWE guys. Yeah. yeah. So, is there any teams that you really like in the AAF right now? We were two weeks in. As far as uh, I mean, Spurs, bets or anything like that? Do you... uh, bets, I do have Birmingham at 10-1 to 1 to win. They're 2-0, so that's mm-hmm. at least a good start. Um, uh, I, I, Orlando's really good. They got Spurrier. They, their offense looks the most NFL-like. Right. They're actually able to chuck passes down the field, whereas most guys are throwing like quick outs or right. just really short passes or runs. Um, Orlando looks like the best team, I think. Um, Arizona looks pretty good as well, but I, I think if I had to pick right now, Orlando would be my pick to win the whole thing. Gotcha. But anything can happen in the playoffs. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we know that in what is any the, sport. And I... I should know this, but I don't. What is the playoff structure for the AAF? Uh, yeah, so the reason I bet it is because there's two teams in the East and two teams in the West that make it, and then it's just single elimination from there. So there's just a It's East, just a four-game, or four-game, four, four uh, yeah, four-team. Four yeah. Gotcha. Because there's only eight teams total. So. Yeah, I just didn't know if they did, took half the teams or if they you know, took six or whatever. I wasn't sure. So, yeah, so. if you can get it. So, like, I got them at 10 to 1. If they can make the playoffs, I got them at 10 to 1, and... Right to win two games, I could even hedge a little bit. So and the the season is ten weeks long. It's ten weeks. You play um, each team in your division twice, and then everybody in the other division once. Gotcha. All right. So you like Orlando and Arizona, and you like Orlando the best, but Birmingham is who you've got to bet on. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, I don't got anything else. Uh, AAF wise, I, we're gonna we're gonna touch on some NFL stuff in a little while. But you have anything else to add there? No, um, not really. I think that's probably all the alliance that people uh, need to hear if they haven't you know, turned it off already. <laughs> they probably be like, really? They're talking they're, about this. They're talking about this. Um, so today is Wednesday the twentieth, and there's some big college basketball games tonight. Um, Duke Carolina obviously is the headliner. 
first time meeting this year. Tulane, Memphis is obviously a big one. Yep. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Missouri State's got a big game tonight. No. Um, But Duke, Carolina, Louisville, Syracuse, those are kind of the two uh, marquee matchups, if you would, um, tonight. Um, Nova, Georgetown, probably. Nova, Georgetown's uh, there. Yep. But is there... Let's take away the the betting lines for right now. Is there is there anything that you're looking for when you watch uh, Duke North Carolina? Tonight? Zion hitting his head on the backboard. That's always fun to look for. Yeah. Um, that guy's r- ridiculous. He is. Yeah, like the hype is probably going too far, which is ridiculous because he he's the number one pick in the draft. So it's like, how can it go too far? But. He's more of a kind of like we just talked about. He's more entertaining than he is basketball player right now, as far as eyeballs. Like right. you have to watch to watch him play. No, to see if he'll do something like ridiculous. Right. Um, and he it, does on a nightly basis. He, he does like every yeah. game. It's like he's into what Curry was a few years ago, where it's like you can't miss the Curry game because he might get hot and start shooting ridiculous threes. Right. And in this case, it's usually he might steal it from a point guard and then just fly from the three-point line and dunk it. Um, so, yeah, that, as far as a just entertainment value, it's it's tough not to watch a Duke game every every down. Every, every chance you get, man. Which is, is totally different than, like, the last ten years. I'm like, like, they always put Duke on ESPN. They get good ratings. I get it. But a lot of times, those teams... They were good, but they weren't just yeah. They weren't fun to watch. They weren't fun like this fun team like is this. fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, they uh, got they got three lottery picks out there. Yeah. It's an NBA team. <laughs> they are an NBA team playing college basketball, and they seem to actually like each other. And they yeah. don't seem to they share care. the ball. They don't seem to care who gets the points. Or, right? Yeah, they they play well. Um, yeah, it's the most fun Duke team in a while, maybe yeah. ever. Probably ever, as far as fun value, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only, and honestly, I don't know why I always go back to this, but like, and they weren't even the best Duke teams, but some of my favorite Duke teams to watch were like when J.J. Redick was there, and he was making threes from 35 feet, like, and just pulling, not, he'd like dribble the ball up the court and pull, or come off a screen, I mean, he was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Yeah. And, and now you've got this guy, and, and. Man, him and Cam Reddish, those two, they're 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 crazy good. Now, I'll say this. Going into tonight, it's in Carolina. No, it's in Duke. Oh, it's yeah, that's right. It's at Duke, nine point favorite against a top ten team. Yeah. Top top five team. Yeah. I like I, I actually kinda like Carolina in this spot. You and know. most people, fifty nine percent of the bets per sports insights coming in on North Carolina. So most people are taking the Tar Heels. I, I, I think this is one of those games where it gets a lot of betters in trouble, where you don't really, like I don't have a side. If you have you know a side, you have a system on it, you have a model that says it fine, you have an edge, go bet it. But this is one of those games where everybody sees this game and says, I have to bet this game no matter what. But, <laughs> yeah. Like and so they talk themselves into one side or the other, and then they go ahead and bet it, and then they're really just you know, flipping a coin and getting, you know, 10 to 11 odds. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is a game I'm passing on, which I know seems sacrilegious. That's all right. If you don't have a bet on it, you don't have a bet on it. The line seems about right to me. For you, though, that's that's good. That means you can just enjoy the game and watch Zion dunk it nine yeah. times. So, 
Uh, I might live bet it. I, I do. Yeah. A lot of people don't take advantage of live betting, especially there's more and more threes that are shot now. Right. If a team gets hot from three or cold from three, just shoots like starts 0 for 7, gets down a bunch, you can usually get an inflated line, and you know those threes are going to you know, eventually, eventually start, start to falling. So um, I'll, I'll look into that market, but even with some of those and these high-profile games, they're, they're, they're not going to put up a stupid line. No. No, that's that's true. Um, Louisville-Syracuse. Um, I'm invested in Louisville, so I'm rooting for them. Uh, I have them at 50? 90 to 1. 90 to 1. So. Hey, I didn't love that whenever you did it. You yeah. remember us talking about that? I didn't love it, but I watched Louisville put it on Duke yeah. for about 31 minutes. Yeah. And then just and then obviously we were we were texting each other during that game like God Duke looks really bad tonight and then like Mike texted and he's like Can Duke do this <laughs> like Is this gonna happen You knew All everybody knew it was coming like I don't know It's like the first couple of turnovers in a row You're just like Oh they've opened the door Yeah And then now they're feeling just themselves came a little blasting bit. through like Yeah we're taking it We're yeah. gonna go ahead and take this game. Um, but yeah, I, I still like them. Obviously, that's a good, I think that's a good number at ninety to one. Um, like you said, they have the talent to compete with anybody. They do. Um, I, I'm just worried now that every coach will just press them in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta have you gotta have Duke like athletes to force that kind of. True, um, but they also were just. I hope they did a bunch of film study and just showed, hey, we don't need to take the first three when there's you know 25 seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. When we're up by 20, um, right. you know, you can burn some clock. All they had to, if they would have just literally held the ball and got a shot clock violation every time, they would have won the game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, because Duke would have ran out of time. They had a big enough lead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I like I like Syracuse. I liked watching them. I was like, man, this team can, oh, they, yeah. they, can they can be all right. And, um, and nobody wants to play Syracuse in the tournament. No, never. I don't just, ever want to play Syracuse. Yeah, like that they zone. might they might be eighteen and eleven, and then you know well, win win three games in the tournament. Or well, something. they got the, to the Elite Eight as what? Uh, were they a ten seed? Yeah, like uh, just a couple years ago. So, I mean, the zone is if you haven't seen it, especially it you know, and then all of a sudden nobody does the zone better than Syracuse. So yeah, if you have to see that like with a day to prepare in the tournament, it's just it's not a fun time <laughs> to do it. Syracuse is a two-point favorite at home tonight. Um, man, I I like Louisville. I think they win, but I don't know. We'll see. I I'm not this. I like Louisville, and that is completely um, just recency bias. Just because I I think that they're probably better than Syracuse, but that is not. I haven't done any research on the game at all. I just know that watching both those teams, I like the way Louisville's tends to be playing even though they did collapse do you so. still hate my uh big 10 picks i know i know you weren't a big fan of those as well wisconsin and purdue with at 80 to 1 it's not that i hate your picks it's not that i hate the numbers that you got it's that do i think that any of those teams can actually win the tournament to i i don't i just don't i i think that there's a group of about seven teams that can win. You do remember the final four from last year, right? I do. I'm not saying that. It, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I just, 
when looking at the when looking at the teams and looking at like the talent levels on some of these teams, man, there's just not there's not a whole lot of teams that I think can win the whole thing. I mean, all right, let's uh let's jump into that. So the odds, um, Duke is around two to one. Yeah. Uh, then it jumps down to some other teams like six, seven, eight, or one, eight, seven or eight to one. Gonzaga's there. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, there's, you know, some places that might put up a prop. Duke or the field. Um, you know, obviously Duke at plus two hundred, so you'd have to lay. Um, but we were trying to think of okay, what's another team I could throw in there to make it where it's closer to fifty fifty. So I threw in Kentucky. So Duke and Kentucky to win it all, or you can take every other team in the field. So if we assume that if we assume that it's close to fifty fifty, let's say Duke Kentucky is plus one twenty, one thirty, one twenty, you know, it's close. It's not yeah. quite fifty fifty just because you have to fade so many teams. But would you take that? Would you? I think I would take it. Hmm. I really do. Yeah. See, I, I'm on the field, I think. Well, well, I know I'm on the field. Yeah, I, I, I would take the let's field ass- versus Duke. Let's assume right now, okay, and this is that is assuming that both of those teams they wouldn't meet until the championship game. Well, that's not no, that's not assuming. I know that's shit. that's they, what I'm assuming because well, I that's think a dumb that, assumption they could be in the same bracket, but they won't be because I think they'll both be top seeds. Duke's probably going to be the number one overall, and Kentucky will probably be the three. Yeah, if it, if, be it, tough. if it, if be it played tough. out today. They they're a two right now. I know, but I'm saying like if if I had to choose today, I would put Kentucky as the third best team in the country. All right, you don't get to pick though, because um, really I think there's five teams that are shooting for the four ones: um, Duke and Virginia, Kentucky and Tennessee, and Gonzaga. Yeah. So the real question is, will they put four in from two conferences and just kick Gonzaga out to a two? They might. Um, but I really think it might come down to like the head-to-head stuff. Well, Kentucky just beat the shit out of Tennessee. But Tennessee gets them at home again. I, I know. Right. I get that. But Kentucky is better than Tennessee. They're better than them. And right now it has Tennessee as being the one seed and Kentucky being a two. That's at least the bracketology okay. that I saw. And I, I don't think that it's going to end up that way. I just don't. So... If you're telling me that I, I'm going to be able to get a – okay, you said something that I think that contradicts what you're just saying, and that's if there's five teams basically vying for a number one, you you know that Duke right now is the overwhelming favorite to be the number one overall seed. They're not going to put seed five or the no. top two in Duke's bracket. That's true. So – that's a good I, point. It'd be really tough for them to end up in the same bracket. Right. So I just, if you gave me those two teams and said, you're going to get these two and you're going to get a plus number, I'm, I'm taking it. I think they're the two best teams. Okay. I, and you might just have to take that one. We'll have to figure out what the, I mean, would you take it plus 110? That's 50-50. Well, even money would be 50-50. Well, right, but... I'm saying, there's no, uh, there's that's no. That's basically ten to eleven. There's no vig. Plus I'm saying. Like if we were just betting against each other, would you take it plus one ten? I don't know. I think I'd have to get a little bit. I think I'd have to get a little bit because they do. There's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. If the tournament started today, I'd probably take it. Okay, we'll wait. 
we'll wait and see. I but still... but uh, you see what I'm saying though. Like, oh, yeah. I, I would like to see the way it kind of shook out. Like, if Kentucky got a ridiculous, terrible draw or something, you know, and they had you know three top ten teams that got you know kind of bad seeds and got thrown. You know, let's say it's Kentucky, Louisville, um, and they get thrown in like Gonzaga's bracket. You know, and then all of a sudden they've got to win. They've got to beat four teams from Sweet 16, Elite Eight, you know, Final Four, Championship. they got to beat four teams that are four of the top 10, 15 teams in the country. That would be kind of hard. But if they got kind of a softer bracket, then, uh, then yeah, I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, anything can happen. It's, it's, you think it's wide time. open, right? I wouldn't say wide open, but... Um, like, look at the... There's just... The way... It's not so much the talent is wide open. The game is more wide open now. Because there's so many threes. Yeah. So if a team gets hot, and it's a one-game... It's not a seven-game series. It's one game. If a team gets hot, and you're playing good defense, and you have a hand in their face, and they're still shooting threes and make them anyway, and you get knocked out, like, that's just more likely to happen in the way more of these teams are playing. But there's only... I mean, realistically, though... There's only like one. I'm gonna say there's only really one or two teams in the country that are really susceptible to getting beat by an inferior opponent like that. No, and that's ev- teams no, that don't. Everybody is. If you shoot poorly from three, you're getting wide open threes and miss, and they're making threes. You can lose. I know you can. I know you can. Like and no, that, that's why it's why in a, you have to play six games in a row, and you have to. I mean, there's just a. I just think the variance is higher with all the threes that are shot. Okay. Whereas it used to be, you know, kind of pass it down low, get get your more likely shots, free throws, things like that. It's right. Just so many threes, you either team can get hot. Just, I mean, Loyola, fucking Loyola, made it to the Final Four last year. True. There's there's a lot of Loyola was very good though. I mean, they were really good. Still, I mean, you just think. Well, their name I, brand isn't good. I but. mean, but who, they played K State to get to the Final Four. True. Like it was that old True. bracket just blew up. It did. It did. There's. I think we're gonna see a lot of that. Just with, like I said, there's. What just, were the I, Final Four teams last year? Who was in the Final Four? Uh, last year? Nova, Michigan, Kansas, and Loyola, right? The yeah. KU beat Duke. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think they, they beat them in the in the Elite Eight. Yeah, and then Villanova right. beat Kansas, Michigan beat Loyola, and then Villanova beat Michigan. So I mean, one seed still won it all. Yeah. So it's not like you're wrong there, but I mean that that bracket was was Loyola. Did they come out of the Virginia bracket last year? Who came out of that yeah. Virginia bracket? Yeah, they did. I mean. So right away you get the best team in the country out. They're done. <laughs> yeah, but everybody else in that bracket, that, that whole bracket lost. Yeah, that... <laughs> everybody in the bracket lost. I want to say for some reason, and I don't quote me on this because I could be wrong, but I want to say last we're re- year we're recording this. I know, but <laughs> wasn't it like? Didn't they have like three double-digit teams? In the regional semifinals last year, or something, out of that bracket. I mean, K State was were they nine? I think they were the eight nine team. I think you're right. Um, 
Can you pull that bracket up? I'm trying. It's amazing how hard it is just to search for this stuff. 2018 NC double A. All right. Bracket. So yeah, feel free. So it was the nine, the five, the eleven, and the seven last year. Um, Arizona was the four seed. Virginia was the one seed. Both got knocked out, and then the two and three both got knocked out in the round of thirty-two. <laughs> so all four <laughs> seeds, and that's when everyone thought, "Oh, Kentucky's just got an amazing draw." Yeah, because then Kentucky just had to be. A 12, a 13, and a 9, and then an 11 to get to the final four. <laughs> and they couldn't do it. And they lost to K-State. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's just a fun... See, like, yeah. It's crazy. Like, looking at that bracket now, <laughs> that's just nuts, That's man. why when people fill it out and they're like, man, I think I got a shot to, you know, get everything right. No, you don't. No, you don't. You never Go know. play the Powerball. You have a better shot of that. You never know. I will say, I did make a bunch of money, because I was in Vegas, Last year for the for the first round, I did make a bunch of money on Loyola beating Miami last year. I did make some money on that, uh, I and they had I to had squeak one, it yeah. out. <laughs> I had that one, and I had Buffalo um, beating Arizona, so that that was a good start. I remember in my actual bracket, I picked Creighton to beat Virginia um, instead of K State in the first game, <laughs> and I was like, they're like, what? You have Virginia losing that early, and then Virginia lost the first game. I was like, yes, but then Creighton lost their first game. I was like, damn it, I don't get anything for it. Uh, but yeah, brackets are fun. UMBC, baby. I was what? Okay, so watching that game in Vegas and watching it, and there were so many people where I was at. So many people had Virginia winning the whole thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, and there was like, there was like, people that were betting thousands of dollars on the money line, just being like, "This is just free money." <laughs> like, no, nope. this is just free money. I'm gonna bet Virginia on the money line and pay like plus nine thousand, you know, or minus nine thousand. I'm just gonna bet it and and you know whatever. And nope, nope, sorry. <laughs> Here it is, <laughs> free money. Oh man, I'm ready for the brackets. Me I love too. doing them every year. Well, we're gonna do a. We should do a bracket challenge on the podcast. Uh, just head to head, or yeah. I, I mean, we're we're gonna get into a bigger one, but I'm saying like yeah, me yeah. and you should do one. All right, we'll have to figure out the rules if it should be like a normal one. Because the problem is doing a normal one, it could be over by like, you know, yeah. the third round or something. Yeah. And it's, well, we could just pick every single game against the spread. Ooh, now that would be fun. <laughs> that would be really fun. But we'd have to do it. I mean, we have to do it every. I guess every Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. Well, then we'd have to pick the second round game. So we'd have to look like do look ahead lines. Oh no, I'm saying you. It wouldn't matter if you got them right or wrong. You just pick the spreads. No, what I'm saying is like they they play on Thursday and then they play again on Saturday. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd have to do like potential matchups, like look ahead lines. I don't know if that would. I don't know, like for the podcast sake, I don't know if that would play yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, if right. that would work. Yeah, but I, I like where your head's at. I think we could maybe do something and make that yeah. happen. We'll, we'll figure something out. We could just do it where you pick it blind. So you just pick your team, like the cover. 
<laughs> and then if you get it right, you get to pick the next team. Although then that gets weird. Like, what if they cover and lose? Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll figure out the details. We'll figure it out. If you got any ideas, hit us up on Twitter as well. Yeah. Uh, so college basketball, we I'm done with it. Do you got anything else you want to add right now? No. Um, go Futures. Oh, by the way, uh, one last thing I will add. So everybody that's listening to this, if you're still listening, I know that you saw the Missouri State highlight from last weekend where – they hit the half-court buzzer beater. Dixon did. Yeah, I was there. This is the best game I've ever been to. It's ridiculous. You guys didn't even tell us either. We're like, man, did you just see that shot? And you're like, we just left the parking lot. It was insane. I was like, what? You guys were at that game? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Thanks for the invite, jerks. I wouldn't have gone. Uh, yeah, um, I know. Because you're balls deep in AAF. That's true. I'm very <laughs> balls deep in AAF. Um, one quick thing. I know this wasn't on your... Uh, list there things to talk about let's get into some golf real quick okay i have nothing for this week i haven't even looked uh i, I usually do that tonight um i had jt this past week oh, at 12 to 1 <laughs> and the previous week i had paul casey at 35 to 1 oh should i stop betting golf yes <laughs> yeah because it's been really painful to not bet these guys like top five or top 10 or anything and bet them to win and then they keep getting second. And so, not just second, having like three-stroke lead going into the last round and oh get God. second. How about, okay, so while we're on the topic of JT, he didn't say this, but there's some speculation out there that that he essentially lost his round because of how slow Holmes was playing. You see, like, I mean, I'm talking like he was like reading, like, getting behind it, walking around the hole. And we're talking about, like, one-foot putts and yeah. stuff. Like, ridiculous things that he was doing. Do you think that that was bad sportsmanship? Like, is that... I don't think it's bad sportsmanship, but I do think they need to actually start using the penalties like they can. Yeah. Like, okay, slow play, you get a warning, you do it again, it's a stroke. And just start using that and speed it up. So... I think that's less about sportsmanship and more about let's go, let's yeah, play, let's like, play. We don't need to, you know. It's the same thing with baseball. It's like, you know, we don't need a minute between pitches. Let's right. I mean, read the green, hit your shot, go. So there was a. I was listening to this somewhere. I can't remember if it was on the. Might have been on the No Laying Up podcast, but there was a study done, and I can't. I can't tell you exactly who did it, but there was a study done over. Uh, like 20,000 20, shots. It was over X amount of rounds or whatever. And uh, it says that stalling, or not stalling, but playing slow actually hampers your ability to execute your shot. And they said that it was, you know, basically the, the, the model showed that you play better when you play faster. Not like hyper speed, like sprinting up to your next shot, but getting up to your ball and hitting it in a shorter amount of time, you play better. But then there are pros, there are professional golfers that say, well, not necessarily, because think about it like this. If Tom Brady had, you know, all the time in the world, like literally all the time, like there's no nobody rushing him, nobody hitting him, and he can just look at a play, how often do you think he's going to get it wrong? Like, And that's how good golfers are, is that if they look at something long enough, they can figure it out. Yeah. And 
So there are golfers out there that say, you know, Holmes, hey, he's just, you know, he's doing what I mean, he's he doing the because there's no. So it's not like he, yeah, it's not like it hindered his chances to win. Um, I just, I think if the problem is, it's going to be tough for the guy playing with him. It's kind of yeah. like in poker. Like, you don't want to be the dick that calls the clock on the guy. Right. But eventually you're like, hey, this is hurting play. me. Yeah. So I have to call the clock on you. So. And I don't think it's going to happen because there's so many of those guys are friends or, you yeah. know, they just, they don't want to be the dick that says, Mut- hey, Mutual let's go. respect right. in, a, in a way. But here's, so on that, on that podcast, they also said there was a, a pro golfer and they wouldn't name his name. He, he wanted to remain anonymous, texted in to them while they were talking about it. And said, listen, it hurts the guys. He's like, if you are a guy that plays fast, you're fucked. Because, number one, if you're playing fast and you, you know, and you're always waiting, you know, that sucks. And it throws you off your rhythm. But then if you call the clock on the guy because you're fed up, then all of a sudden, or, 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 then all of a sudden you feel rushed. Because now you're on a shot clock. Now if the wind changes direction and you, it's your turn to hit... He's like, you don't have time to switch clubs because you don't want to be penalized or what. He's like, yeah. you're just absolutely the guy that gets fucked in the whole deal. It's not the guy playing slow; it's his partner, which is why I asked, like, do you think that, you know, Holmes kind of, in a way, took advantage of it and took JT out of his game? JT didn't. He he said after the round that he was he was just tired. He just kind of hit a wall, and just didn't didn't execute but i tell you if you've ever played a six hour round of golf by the time you're at five hours and 25 minutes you're done like you're done and i don't know but it holmes wasn't done so i guess credit to him but man definitely sucked if you bet on jt i'll tell you that yeah golf is a it's much it's very much like baseball where the bad beats come slowly. Yeah. Football and basketball, it's just like, it's just like a quick punch to the mm-hmm. dick. Whereas this is like slowly pulling off duct tape off your arm, <laughs> just <laughs> ripping the hairs off one by one by one, just, just for like an hour at a time. Where you're just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, it's oh, no. starting. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what. Uh, Whenever you see the bullpen, like the closer comes out and walks the first guy, that's that's the duct tape slowly <laughs> coming off the arm. Like, up oh, here we go, here it comes. Oh god! All right. Um, last thing we'll we'll talk about briefly here: uh, NFL draft stuff. A lot of you know mock drafts are coming out now. Combines coming up. A lot of talk has been on quarterback play. Kyler Murray goes ahead and says, I'm full in, I'm all in, football, I'm giving back my signing bonus to the A's. Like, what's your take right now on quarterbacks, um, NFL draft-wise? First of all, i got to jump on my soapbox. Uh, I love mock drafts. I'm a mock draft fiend. I read them all. The guys that are, like, unwilling to do any trades at all, I don't understand why. There's it, always it makes, trades. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Like, well, I can't predict what this team... You're already in the game of predicting what you can't predict. Nobody right. can predict the first round of the draft anyway. Might as well actually put in some trades that make some sense. Um, I mean, people are going to trade up for quarterbacks we know and for other stuff we don't. Like, right. if, I mean, 
I don't think anybody thought the Saints were going to trade up for a defensive end last year, but it happened. It's like, fine. Right. You're going to get it wrong. But the, the idea where – because it just screws up where everybody's actually going to go. Like, right. There's no way that three quarterbacks aren't going to go until, like, pick 15. Right. They're all going to be pretty – There might be four quarterbacks taken in the top 20 picks. Yeah, because they're going to get traded up. And there might be some people trade up into the end of the first round to get one because you want that extra year. Right. Um. So yeah, that's I, I hate when they they refuse to just put in trades just because it's too hard or I don't know I don't know the reason it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so really there's four guys I think that are um, probably going in the first round: Haskins, Murray, Locke, and Daniel Jones. Um, would you agree with that? All four in the first? I think that yeah, I think all four of them are going in the first. I think so too. It's just such a quarterback-driven league. Yeah, ten people years get ago, desperate. Ten yeah. years ago, probably not. Yeah. Um, but now? You just yeah. know you need somebody. Um, I like the idea of Arizona trading and going after Murray and just pairing him with uh, Cliff and just saying, all right, we're going to start over with our offense and go with this guy. He fits right. better. Um, I, I don't think Rosen is a bust or anything, but if you're a brand-new coach and – you're trying immediately win games, and this guy fits your system. I think you have to try to, you know, trade him away. I don't know who would. I don't know a good landing spot. That's the trouble. Well, there's a lot of teams that would that are, in a way, on the rebuild that could use a, a second yeah. year quarterback. There's, there's teams out there that just, would do that. I wonder if the Patriots would do that. Just throw them in as your backup. The Patriots have 12 draft picks right now, too. Yeah. I mean, they could. They could do it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how much they like Rosen, but, yeah. Um, I, I, I think Haskins to the Giants. I keep seeing the Giants pass on a quarterback. And I know they made the mistake last year. Um, I don't know if they're going to pass on a QB again. I just don't right. see how they can. I No, they can't. They can't. Right? That's what. But I keep seeing people like – There'll be a quarterback there, and they'll just be like, nope, defensive lineman. And I'm just I, – I can't see him – first of all, I can see him moving up in the draft right. to, to get one, um, much less if one falls to him. I, I, I think they take one. So um, I think the Giants are there. I think um, the Jags definitely take one. I think the Redskins are a team that would move up and take one. Uh, right. Alex Smith, they don't know if he's going to play next year. Right. Broken leg, like – that you, you just don't know. You have yeah. no idea. And their backups last year with Colt McCoy, they ended up their quarterback situation was so bad. You know who they had to sign? Sam Bradford. Or no, no uh, Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Damn it, I blew it. <laughs> either either one. Yeah. Either one's bad. Uh, yes. <laughs> Whenever you have Mark Sanchez starting NFL games for your oh, franchise, uh, you need to draft the quarterback. And the, the year first isn't round. 2005. <laughs> yeah, you need to draft <laughs> or 2008 a quarterback. So I could see them moving up. Um, maybe even going really aggressive and trying to get one of those first two, but definitely you know trying to get either Locke or Jones. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see about uh, you know some of the other ones. I I, I still think trade ups for all those guys are in play, but I, I'd say Haskins, Murray, both top six. Yeah. Top seven. Well, I, think, I think definitely top six. Yeah. Um, and then Locke is probably top ten, twelve. And Jones is probably top 15, 20. Yeah. That's where I think the QBs are going anyway. Yeah, I like it. Um, 
The other thing we were going to look at, our favorite teams. Your team actually has two draft picks in the first round. Yep. Uh, number 12 and number 30. I uh, The Chiefs have 29. What would be your ideal pick for the Packers at 12? So, uh, kind of looked at it a little bit. Um, well, that's good. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I The Packers, that first pick, I think they have to get a pass rusher. And... I don't think it matters. Like, a lot of people are saying, um, you know, edge rusher because, you know, Matthews is getting old and, and different things. Um, I've seen anywhere from – I've seen Devin White uh, from LSU go there. You know, in mock drafts, I've seen uh, the Farrell kid from Clemson go there. Um, I'll tell you the guy that I think might be there and if he's there, I would rather have him over anybody, and that's Oliver out of Houston. Yeah, I know he's an interior lineman, but he's a three-down lineman, and he can. He showed that he's got elite speed and power for that position. I, if he's there, I would love to see them take him. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be there because going into the year, we thought he might be the number one player overall. Yeah. So, but I don't know if he'll be there. I know his stock kind of fell, you know, with his the way his season went, different things. But yeah, I I think I would love to see them take that guy if he's there. Otherwise, you know, I really I really like the Devin White kid. That's who I think has a legitimate chance to be there, and them take him. Um, yeah, I like that pick. I like guys. He kind of fell, I, I feel like, somewhat based on like the argument with his coach. Yeah. And anytime guys fall for dumb stuff, like personal reasons, right. and guys fall for weed, um, right. like, I do not care. Like, that's that just means I'm getting a better pick because yeah. you know, this guy smoked weed. I, newsflash, a bunch of guys in the NFL smoke weed. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I, I also like... That Montez Sweat guy, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, he is. I uh, watched him in the SEC. Um, so the guy uh, for the Chiefs obviously want to go defense. Um, I, I keep seeing dumb people like Antonio Brown getting traded to the Chiefs or something. They don't need a receiver. They don't need <laughs> any of this. They need corners, corners, and more corners. Um, I'd love to see DeAndre Baker uh, from Georgia get there. I just think he's going way too early. Same thing with Greedy right. Williams. So right. my pick would be uh, uh, Byron Murphy or Brian. He pronounces it weird, but yeah, it's, he does. I forgot Bi- how. It I is. think it's Brian. It's like Bayron or something. It's it's really weird. Yeah, it's not what it looks like. Right. But it's Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington. Um, give me cover corner, and probably in the second round, give me another corner. Right. <laughs> Give me all the corners, safeties um, that you can in the first couple of rounds, and then we'll worry about the rest later because that's – I mean, we talked about it a lot. The Chiefs had an average defense last year. They won the Super Bowl. Yep. And we need to start getting pieces to make it at least average. Yep, so. I agree. Uh, I, the one thing, and I'll mention this, I don't know who's going to be there at 30. That's, that's hard to say. It's easier to predict, you know – there's guys that could be there at 12. Yeah, 30 gets pretty wide. 30, it's like, you you don't know. But with two picks in the first round, I could also see the Packers packaging those two picks and getting, you know, possibly trading up and getting, like, Bosa. 
You know, I mean, I mean, they've got two picks in the first round. If one of those teams is, you know, I I, I don't know. They could they could try to get in front of a team that's um, that's not looking for a quarterback. You know, they could they could try to get in front of uh, say the Jets. Um, you know, something like that, and and take a yeah. both like they could get in front of somebody that's not necessarily looking for a quarterback. Package their picks and 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 take him. That'd be interesting. I hadn't thought about that one. Um, yeah, it's tough because there's this draft is so deep with defensive ends yeah. and edges. You wonder yeah. if they trade up for one, but if they have a guy that they really like, yeah. I could see him doing it. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, one that they think. I, it, it would either be, but it might be, even be like Josh Allen. There's, be, there's some teams that say. love Josh Allen. It would either be Allen or Bosa, I would think, but you don't know. Yeah, like we don't know, but it's fun to talk about. It's fun to speculate. But yeah, I like I said, I love this stuff. Um, it's just it, it's so inconsequential because it'll all be changed in like oh, a yeah. month or two. Yeah, but it's just so fun to think about all the different possibilities of what your team will do. I'm even looking at like what the Broncos are going to do at ten. Um, right. Like. It made me really happy when they traded for Flacco. I was like, all right, they don't have a great plan in place. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell were they doing? What are they doing? That's a lateral move at best. Elway is destroying that franchise, and it's just fantastic to watch. God, like, man. if Peyton Manning doesn't fall in her lap, yeah. think about the quarterbacks. Like, uh, like, And you'd think Elway would know how to evaluate them. Paxton Lynch. Osweiler. Uh, Osweiler. Yeah, then he goes and gets... Um, what was the other kid? The the other first-round quarterback. It was Lynch and... Or no, he wasn't a first-rounder. Who was their other quarterback that was like... That beat Lynch out for the job? Uh, Simeon. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. He was like a six-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to... Oh, don't worry, guys. We're going to go get Case Keenum. Problem yep. solved. Nope. All right, fine. We'll go get Flacco. Like... You're just you're just recycling like the same average yeah. guys. Um, I didn't. I, and the problem I, is their defense isn't elite anymore. Right. So it's not like like Flacco. If you would have put on those elite defenses, mm-hmm. yeah, you you could win a Super Bowl with that. Yeah. You could. Um, but yeah, you just lost too much. I will. Now. I will say this. I thought they overpaid Keenum, but I didn't mind them getting Keenum. No, especially when you had a hole. Right. But, that that's the one thing I'll say. Like, yeah, it, it, but to trade and get Flacco and still have Keem and still have Keem, it's like, what? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I just don't get it because Flacco. They were gonna have. Now they have to pay him his contract. Yeah, who else was gonna pay that contract? I, I don't know. Jack, I mean Jacksonville, maybe. Maybe that would have been a that would have been an okay move for Jacksonville. Yeah. But uh, not for you've already you've got Case Keenum. Why do you need another one? <laughs> but this one we're gonna pay more for, and he's got back injury history. So this it's just one's crazy, man. Crazy. Uh, I lo- I love the fact that Elway is just tanking that job right now. Yeah. Um, but the other interesting Oakland has three picks because they traded yeah. Khalil Mack and they traded Amari Cooper. So They're they on the rebuild, three, man. They got three picks, and the funniest thing is like. <coughs> I keep seeing one of their biggest needs, and it's like defensive end and wide receiver. <laughs> and it's like, well, maybe you should have just kept those yeah. guys. Yeah. Weird. Uh, they wanted to lose, though. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, they're trying. I think they're going to try to tank one more year. Um, 
I think them taking a quarterback is interesting, whether or not they believe in Carr. Um, there's also they could a lot of up, people want to try to – quarterback. What about if you just – all right, get some picks, get some players, kind of tank this year, and everybody goes all in for Tua next year. Because Tua is better than all four of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So he is. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think that's the strategy I would play if I was some of these teams too. Yeah. Especially if you're like Oakland, I'm hoping they don't. I, you know, if it's me, I hope they trade up and you know take Locke. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm ready. We got our guy. We're trading up for Drew Locke, baby. That's all that's I needed. That's what we want. <laughs> well, I don't got anything else, man. Do you? No. Uh, good catching up. Yeah, it's been we, good. Been a while. We'll be back next week. Um, hopefully maybe, Bryce has a maybe, spot. Yeah. Did you? All right. So last call. I'll say Bryce to Philly. What do you got? I I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. That's probably what's gonna happen. All right. So. We'll be back to talk about Bryce to the Giants next week. Yep, definitely. (laughs) All right, see you guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Peace.